Welcome back to Senior Living Arizona, devoted to educating and enlightening the senior community and their families within our beautiful state and beyond regarding retirement housing and getting the most out of aging. On behalf of Senior Living Services in Arizona, I'd like to introduce today's host, Linda Demita. Welcome everyone to today's show. I'm really excited to be here with a friend and colleague, Terry Williams, who's the Executive Director of Sedona Winds Independent Living. It's a retirement community in the beautiful Red Rocks of Sedona, Arizona. I met Terry originally in 2014 when my father decided he was ready to make the move. I was spending upwards of 20 plus hours a week helping my dad with laundry and his medications, housekeeping, shopping, etc. And he really wanted to give me a break from those duties. And he really wanted to be in an environment that supported his social needs better because driving and going out was more and more difficult for him. So Terry is the go-to person at Sedona Winds. And she has been with this company for well over a decade now and has the expertise and experience of keeping this thriving community of Sedona Winds healthy, safe, and very well cared for. We're going to pick her brain a little bit today and learn more about this amazing property and why it is a quality community, the kind that our seniors today should be looking for. So welcome, Terry, to Sedona Living Arizona. First of all, thank you for the work that you do and the dedication that you've shown to the residents of Sedona Winds for so many years. I know from personal experience how happy my father was living there. And now for me, having been part of the Sedona Winds family as the marketing consultant working so closely with you, I now really understand what goes on behind the scenes to create a truly happy space for residents to be content long term. And that is not an easy thing to accomplish. So my hat's, you know, off to you. And you've done an amazing job here. So we're very, very honored to have you as a guest. Why don't we um, start with a little bit about your background? Wow, I'm honored. Thank you, Linda, for those kind words. Uh, they, they always get me a little choked up. I take, I just get nervous with that. <laughs> but anyways, a little bit about my background. I was born and raised in San Diego, California. When I graduated, uh, a few months after, after I graduated a year early from high school, I was given the opportunity to go and house sit in Hawaii, which turned out to be 13 and a half years. Wow. Yeah. So that's where I got my, um, I say, I always say that's where I learned about life. Uh, I started in the food and beverage background, you know, field. Mm-hmm. Worked my way up into management and bartending and everything. And after 13 and a half years... I decided it was time for a change. It was probably one of the hardest decisions at that time in my life to make. And I chose Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Wow, that's a big shift from Hawaii. Oh, boy, was it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy, was it. Um, It took me five years to adjust to the type of living atmosphere. Um, It's real laid back in Hawaii, as everybody knows who's been there to the very fast-moving uh, environment, and everybody needed to have a business card. 
The first thing I was asked is, where's your business card? Business card? What do you mean business card? <laughs> so I, I took that. I still don't have business card. didn't have business cards or have any made up until I got this job here. Really? Yeah, I just was never one for business cards. Wow. But so that's where I met my husband, had my children, still was in food and beverage for 13 and a half years there. And then I went to work for, as a junior programmer at the Department of Education in the Human Resource Department. Wow. I loved it. It was great. Then, as family, uh, life changes, as we all know. Um, they get older. My parents hadn't really met their grandchildren, so we decided to make the move. We left Washington, D.C. two weeks prior to 9-11. So... We get to California, 9-11 hits. That was something that really, we were concerned about all of our family and friends. No so that, that was pretty emotional with that. So then, so let me see. Once I got to California, I decided to start to check out the casino business. So I started with food and beverage, still management in the casino business and the um, surveillance director, I guess, you know how they are. They're looking at everybody and they're watching and he'd watched my work. He liked the way I interacted with employees and staff and, you know, on the casino floor. So he asked me if I'd like to work in surveillance, if I'd ever worked in surveillance, if I knew anything about surveillance, if I'd like to give it a try. Hmm. Well, the answer was yes and no. Right. Yes, I'd like to give it a try. I'd like to do something different. And no, I had no idea what it entailed. So I get into surveillance. It was very intriguing, very interesting. I loved it. Three months later, I'm promoted to supervisor again. That's where I started training people how to card count, trained them on how to play all the different casino card games. And in surveillance really is a trained eye. You know, everyone has tells about themselves most people are not aware that they have tells so and what is a tell it's like a nervous twitch of some sort it's not necessarily a twitch it gives it, things away right? it definitely gives things away prior to you doing something usually and it's that's where the trained eye comes in so so okay after living and going back to california being 12 years in casino surveillance, the fires in California forced my parents out of California. They were aging, so I needed, we, need, we decided to pick up from California and move to Arizona. So because my family was aging, my mom and my dad, I wanted to be there for them because I was gone all those other years. Yeah. So that's where... I, I, I got, I came up to Sedona and I was volunteering for the different activities. Um, I usually don't tell people this, but my husband, who is the chef, started first. And yes. that's why I was in the area. He started at Sedona Winds first. Yes. And that's how you ended up here. Uh -huh. And you were helping with activities. Activities. And the biggest one was the Alzheimer's walk. Ah, so that's very interesting. So that's how you kind of got introduced to this world. 
Yes, that's how I did it. Mm -hmm. And then when they asked me when the front desk person was retiring, they asked me if I'd be interested in the front desk, and I was elated. Oh, heck yeah. I loved it. I felt like that was my retirement job. Seven to three, Monday, Friday, I was loving life. Because prior to that, and of course in surveillance, you always work in all three different shifts. You know, day shift, swing shift, graveyard. And when you got kids, that's a really hard schedule. So. Mm -hmm. So I worked graveyard for many years because of having my children. Wow. So once they were grown, then I said, okay, I can't do that anymore. So immediately after working on the front desk, I loved, I knew that was my calling. It was, I found my niche out of all the other jobs I had. I loved the food and beverage job. I, I, I made a lot of money in it. I met a lot of people. I got to know personalities. You know, they always say, like, bartenders are like psychiatrists. Well, it's very true, you know. Surveillance, you get to watch people. That, again, you know, it helps you be able to read people. And then my experience as a junior programmer just helped add on top of everything. So I just loved my job. And then nine months later, I went into the front office there. So after nine months of being at the front desk for Sedona Winds, you moved into the front office mm -hmm. as the director? Yes, ma'am. That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have the director before me to thank. Basically, she gave me all of her work and what I didn't know I learned. And I was there to support her. And, hey, I have her to thank for this opportunity. Because wow. I never would have thought that I would have been, that I would be where I am today. And that was 2013. 2013. And as, as of this interview, it is uh, the summer of 2022. So that is a heck of a run. Mm -hmm. And from what I understand, um, directors don't usually last that long in a senior living community. They usually have a, s a shorter run or they move from, from property to property. Would you say that's true or that's the average? I would say that's normally the average if you're dealing with the larger corporations, yes. Larger corporations normally don't keep directors more than three to five years. But this being a family-run company, they've allowed us, and I love it. It's a great company to work for, and that's what keeps me here. That's, a great, that's great to know because <clears throat> loving what you do, I think, is part of the success of the Sedona Winds in independent living property. I think that's why it's done so well. So you've been in senior living since 2013. 2011, actually. Or sorry, 2011. Yeah, so, so what made you want to start working with seniors? Like, was it just because um, your husband was the chef or did you have a natural draw towards the activities and being with the, with the elder community? Well, to be honest, had nothing to do with working with my husband. Although we worked together in Washington, D.C., that's how we met. So we were, it was easy for us to work together. But that wasn't my thought. When I did the activities and then knowing, you know, I come here with my parents and family is, you know, I saw and I learned about the circle of life. And I thought, well, what better way for me to really learn how each 
stage that we go through when we complete our circle of life. Not only is it very educating, our seniors, they work so hard. They have so many memories. This generation that we're, we have been working with, they've been through so much, you know, the war, the, the uh, depression and all of that. They have stories. They've experienced things that you and I haven't. And none of our kids will experience. Right. <laughs> and to me, it's, ama country. it's amazing. Yeah. You know, I, I think they need to be commended. They need to be pampered. You know, um, they went through so much. And it's something that we need to be thankful for. That's a great motivation. I can see why, why you would want it. I mean, um, I, too... I understand that, you know, my closeness with my parents and taking care of them mm -hmm. really. Um, and, and my dad living here, you know, during your, your time here was, was a huge benefit for us and seeing the happy faces and how people thrive. And some of the residents at Sedona winds have been at that property for years. Absolutely. And that says a lot because a big piece of, of this podcast is about, helping people age successfully and what does that look like mm -hmm. and so um for this generation that you're referring to it's really important that they be honored in the way that you're talking about you know really being cared for properly so part of that you know being in this business is staffing is so so important so how long have some of the staff been at sedona winds wow that is so true um, I've always said, and I'll continue to say that I am fortunate because I have the staff here at Sedona Winds Independent that is so awesome and caring. Um, I've actually learned a lot from the staff. Okay. Um, they're the experts, um, which helps me become a better person and a better director. Um, I appreciate all of them so much. Um, as far as um, tenure for the, uh, the management team here, uh, the activities director has been here since 2001 when the Hampton Group bought the property. However, she's really been here longer than that. She worked under the two other companies prior to Hampton Group purchasing the building. She's awesome. She'll do anything, help out anywhere. She's very loving and very caring. Um, the maintenance director has been here since 2007, the chef since 2010, the housekeeping supervisor since 2013, dining manager 2014, and many of the employees that are still here started around 2015. We have several um, employees who leave thinking the grass is greener on the other side of the fence, of mm -hmm. course, come back to us. And as long as they've left on good terms we always bring them back in fact we've had some that have come back two and three times that's amazing well and that i know that for for my family with my dad being here and and then after my dad passing away and being a part of the team seeing behind the scenes mm -hmm. what these people that you're speaking about the, the the staff here what they do and the level of care it it has brought a, a whole new level of awareness and gratitude even though my dad doesn't live here anymore because he's passed on just knowing 
what people were willing to do to make sure that he was safe and mm-hmm. that everyone here is happy. It's very impressive. It really is. Yeah, no, there's not anybody that's here because of the money. That's hard to find. That's dedication that you will not find probably anywhere else, you know, and especially this day and age. So true, because I mean, with all the things going on, this kind of post-pandemic world that we're all living in with being short-staffed and whatnot, to have the loyalty of the staff at Sedona Winds is is rare. It's a work ethic that a lot of people lack. Absolutely. I, I totally see that. So if you, in, in your line of work here, could increase public awareness on any sort of health-related issue, what would that be for you and why? You know, it's not just one issue. There's several issues that I talk about when I'm out there and when asked when I'm able to try and educate people or re-educate people on. And um, one of them is to try to break the myth of independent living versus a nursing home. So many people look at independent living, they still think it's a nursing home or an assisted living or a skilled nursing. They don't, they look at it as, that's just for old people. They can be 80, 90 years themselves, but they don't see themselves this way. Um, The hospitals, the the doctors, they don't refer to independent living. So therefore, it is our job to make our property, our environment as inviting as we can, because they're in their million dollar homes. They want to know why should they come to Sedona Winds Independent. So this is when I tell them that it, it gives them freedom. They're not, usually they're in their home alone. They have too much yard work to do, too much housekeeping to do, or they're living with a family member. They're off working, they're home alone. This way, they move in here. They have lots of interaction with activities. They meet, they're with their peers. That's very important their peers. They make new friends. Many of them make long-term friends. So, and that's important. At Independent, we help residents maintain their independence as long as possible, as long as we can keep them healthy and safe. So what would be the health-related issue that you would want to increase public awareness around now that you, you have you it, on the in the vein of how you've, you you help people to understand the difference. Mm-hmm. So, what would be the health related issue that would you'd want to bring awareness to, knowing what you know and busting that myth around what independent living is? Um, the difference between dementia and Alzheimer's. In the simplest terms. One is broader than the other, okay? Uh, If the two were nesting dolls, Alzheimer's would fit inside dementia, but not the other way around, okay? Um, This is what I learned from the neurologist, Ron Peterson. He's the director of the Mayo Clinic 
for Alzheimer's research in Minnesota. So there's many types of dementia which falls under the term of Alzheimer's. I see. And how does that how does that relate to people being in independent living? Because I know that my dad had um, what was considered moderate dementia, but he didn't have Alzheimer's. So he needed help with medication management and, um, you know, I handled his bills and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to an independent living property, such as Sedona Winds, where you're the director, how does dementia play a role um, versus Alzheimer's in the independent living world? Okay, well, with it being misunderstood, so many people think that once they start getting forgetful, like, oh, yeah, they probably are starting down that path of the dementia. There's actually age-related dementia that has nothing to do with the Alzheimer's or the dementia. Once the disease starts to interfere with their daily activities, okay, that's when you, that's when you know you're down, you're headed down the path of dementia. Okay, now being having dementia doesn't mean they can't stay in independent living as long as they're not a, a a flight risk or a risk of getting out like getting lost right getting as lost as if they're not a wanderer right and if they're like not a danger to themselves or others absolutely so we see people in this industry in independent living who still take care of themselves and do everything but they're just forgetful exactly and it's as long as their forgetfulness is not posing a problem to their longevity or anyone else's safety or their own, then they don't necessarily have to leave independent living. Correct. Gotcha. Because once they move here and they do have some dementia starting or Alzheimer's, um, they become familiar with their space. That's what makes them comfortable. You take them out of their surroundings it, they can get agitated, and it and it may escalate even the disease. So that would be that would be your biggest your biggest um, choice in terms of raising awareness. Like that's the most important. You would say that you've seen and that that has the biggest effect on people in the retirement community if they're going if they're going into an independent living versus assisted living versus because we've done podcasts on this. Mm -hmm. about explaining the difference between those things and how to know what you're ready for. Mm -hmm. So you probably do a lot of assessing, even though you're not a doctor, but as a director, there's some assessment that you can do um, as people join the community or if they're already in the community and then assist them, correct? And in, in yes. what their needs might, if their needs do escalate. Yes. Um. When they first come in, if it's really obvious, I will bring that to the attention of the adult children, okay? Because many times they're in denial. Mm. And it's better to get it right the first time, the placement right the first time, than to have to move them later on down the road because independent does uh, feed the assisted living and the memory care. That's the way the model is set up, right. which is a great model. Right. Um, however, you don't want to move people there too soon 
because if they don't fit and yet it will take them out of their familiar environment, then that can also even shorten the lifespan. Right. It can agitate them. And, yes. Yeah. It's a, it's really important. I mean, it, it, Alzheimer's and dementia is, is at an all-time high from what I understand and things that I've read. So it's a, it's a focal point for sure. And I'm, I'm glad that that's, um, that's at the top of your list personally. It is because that's what my dad died of. He died of the number two uh, dementia, which is, which is vascular dementia. And vascular meaning? Vascular meaning, first of all, is probably through a stroke, like when he lost blood, blood flow to the brain for a time. Alcohol brings it on. Mm. You know, there's many things. He was an alcoholic as well. Um, but what he was aware when he started, you know. To kind of lose it. Right. Oh. However, my mom, and believe it or not, I did not recognize the signs initially. And that's where working here, working with the residents that come through and the everyday work, I was able to recognize it in the residents. But when it becomes close to yourself, just like the families would be in denial, it wasn't that I was in denial. But I was second guessing myself uh, until it really became obvious. I, I would think that there's also a part of you that as as the adult child looking at your dad, I know how I used to look at my dad and go, oh, no, I don't want that to be the case. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to believe that it could happen to your your father. And, and so that would make a lot of sense. And I've heard stories like that before where people who are experts in a certain kind of field, and then they have somebody really close to them who's suffering from whatever that issue is, and they don't see it. I think that's super common. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, um, moving on to some other questions I wanted to ask you today. Um, when it comes to the activities that you offer mm -hmm. um, at Sedona Winds, what kind of things are available for the residents? Well, we have um, exercise Monday through Friday. That includes the, the chair exercise, Dynabands, small weights. They're welcome to come and do only what they can do. They can build their endurance. We also have a fitness room. We have a pool. We do arts and crafts. We have happy hour, ice cream socials, um, bingo, lots of card games. I even allow people from the outside to come in and play games and play Mahjong because the way I see that, what better way to market your building than to get people from the neighborhood, allow them to come in and actually see how our residents live and how happy they are. And to participate because yes. it allows the residents too that have been locals in mm -hmm. Sedona who move into Sedona Winds to be able to entertain their friends. It's almost like if they move into um, a different kind of retirement community that has a clubhouse. Right. It's. I think that's wonderful, and I and I have witnessed that, and it does do a lot because people then uh, know mm -hmm. they know, and there's nothing better, especially in a small town like Sedona, than word of mouth. Oh, but yeah. really, in any industry, in any company, if you've got people from the outside, like you're saying, who are allowed to come in and participate in events, then that's a great way for people to know the transparency of the, the beauty and the, the offerings and the activities and everything you have going on. I think that's great. Absolutely. So um, what type of voice do your residents have here 
at Sedona Winds? Well, my doors open all the time. There's many days I have them lined out my lined up out my door. They come in, they talk to me, they say good things, they say bad things, they let me know their concerns. There's two boxes that they can put their concerns in if they don't necessarily want to talk. Um there's one for the chef as well. Gosh, I could tell you over the years he has a file pro almost five inches thick of compliments and comments of how much they love his food. Um, I should have brought I should have brought a card up that one of our residents just gave him, which said she spent five days in the hospital and she couldn't get wait to get back to his food. Aww. She said that uh, they are so lucky here and fortunate that sometimes they just don't realize it until they're taken out of the environment. Um, I'd like to read this card that I just got to thank you from one of the residents. Yeah, please do. And, and she said, um, a note to thank you for being so thoughtful. Terry, thanks so much for having your great maintenance crew work on providing what we all hope will be a solution to damages from the monsoon rains. They've built a guard outside of my patio. Now we just hope it will work. Whether or not I do appreciate your and their efforts. It's good to be back at Sedona Winds. Nancy. Yes, I, I remember Nancy because Nancy lived at Sedona Winds uh -huh. before. And she loves it. She came back just for the food is what she personally told me. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's so. wonderful. And that's important that the residents do have a voice. I think that there's probably um, properties out there in this country where people um, don't really have a say. And that's part of what the purpose of our podcast is, is, is for, is to help people have that voice and to know what to look for. And that's why we're interviewing you um, and talking about Sedona Winds, because the, the, the qualities of a really um efficient and um beneficial and reputable property are the types of things that that sedona winds offers yeah so i'm really grateful that you're here to talk to us about yeah. it i mean i used to hold town hall meetings every month however covid has changed that mm -hmm. i do still have them as often as i can in the meantime i do put put information out there and like I said, they're always welcome to put anything in writing. And I always address it with the manager of that it, that the apart, department is with. And I will go and talk to the residents so they know that their concern or whatever, whatever it is, even if it's, uh, I would like to see a type of item on the menu. Mm -hmm. You know, if the chef can do it, he will. If maintenance can do it, they will. I always let them know if it's within my guidelines and what I can do, we will do everything we can to address and make them happy. That's wonderful because it makes them feel more at home. Yeah, they, it is. It they, is their home. Yes. And when they have a say and they feel like they're contributing and their needs are met, their wants are met or at least addressed. Yeah. Cause which is well, important. we're working in their home and that's what everybody needs to remember. We are working in their home. Without them, there's no us. That's right. That's right. So how do you track your residents' happiness? I mean, granted, you've got this wonderful thank you card. Mm -hmm. What other ways do you, do you 
know or can you see if people are, are really happy here? Well, you know, to be honest with you, tracking it is not like done on, on a piece of paper. Um, it's the daily interaction that we all have. It's the holidays that the chef does outrageous menus. The activity director does activities. It affects. It also affects marketing. Marketing makes up these great little surprise gifts for them. That's all part of the resident retention, you know, and seeing their happy faces. That's all you need. You know, when you see their happy faces and how they light up like a little kid, mm-hmm. you know, that's the best feeling. I remember a story that the activities director told me um, during uh, 2020, during the pandemic that uh after thanksgiving there was a communal voluntary um seclusion to make sure nobody brought any uh bugs Mm -hmm. any covid back to the building and she told me that that she and the rest of the staff that you all decorated um sedona winds for christmas during that time period when everybody was was um, staying yeah. staying uh, quarantined, you know, to make sure that nobody was sick, and that when the residents came out, that it was like, oh my god, they were so yeah. happy because everything was dressed and ready for for Christmas. Absolutely, and they, and wanted to surprise them. Oh, it's it's. I wish I had seen that. It just sounded like it was a, a wonderful experience for them, mm-hmm. especially considering what a rough year that that has been for everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So how do you foster that sense of community? I mean, obviously, that was a, a sweet little example about in time in a difficult time for everyone on the planet. You rate the staff here was able to make something very special happen for Christmas. But how else do you foster that sense of community at Sedona Winds? I just try to always keep an open mind and whatever ideas they come we always try to achieve them, you know. It's it's not to say no, if at all possible. Right. You know, I try to find a way to say yes. It may be meeting them halfway because there are, I do have boundaries. Um, bringing in outside people for information for them, for activities for them. Whatever interests they have, we ask, you know, hey, if there's something you'd like to do, something you'd like to see, somewhere you'd like to go, let us know. If we can do it, we'll do it. Now, at, at Sedona Winds, you also do things like when it's people's birthdays. Yes, anniversaries. Birthdays and anniversaries, that's right. Wasn't there a couple recently, they had like 72 years together? Yes, yes. That's amazing. Yeah, we do pictures. Like the, the chef will get a cake and, you know, we'll, the management team will sign a card. We'll do a little sparkling cider, some balloons, take the picture. And we, we hold it in the dining room so that everybody can be a part of it. And I announce it. And so everybody claps because that's a really big achievement and it's amazing. Yeah, I don't, I, outside of um, the, the residents that I know I've gotten to know over the years, I, I don't personally know anybody who's been married that long. This just doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> yeah. impressive. And yeah. I know also that... Um, you, you have like a, uh, um, a, a monthly birthday concert, right? Yes, that's an activity. Uh, like I say, we have the happy hours. We have music many times, not just for happy hours. 
We have people from the outside coming in and singing. We're going to have that 4th of July. They're going to come in on the 3rd of July, which is a Sunday, and they'll be singing patriotic songs. Um, we sign birthday cards. Julie makes these up at home from her on her computer and Julie makes the, the court activities director, the activities director and she does a wonderful job making these cards and personalizing them for each resident and then the staff and and other residents they sign these cards and they're given their cards on that day which with which is the birthday celebration and they usually have you know happy hour items a chef will make her some type something special treats that's wonderful. I, I, that, that all makes community for sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So then we've talked about, you know, the, what makes a, what makes a community at Sedona winds and how, you know, when people are happy and the residents having a voice and how you respond to that, as well as all the activities and things that go on. And what role would you say outside of, you know, staff, what role does the family play in the lives of the residents here? The family is very important. We have many families that are very involved. We have families that are not so involved. Um, that's where the staff kind of picks up the slack there. Um, listening to the family's voices and their concerns are very important because most of the adult children want to allow their parents to still make all their decisions and choices and in most cases that's perfectly fine and that's reasonable and that's exactly what you should do however there are the cases where some of the residents may be teeter-tottering between independent living and assisted i bring it i have to bring it to their attention prior to and i do that because i watch the residents very closely i don't want them to be not safe here okay so and most of the time they're in denial of course of the cognitive of their loved one's cognitive ability and so i have to delicately educate them on their changes of cognitive ability and it's a lot to digest and some are in denial and they won't even listen to it so sometimes it takes a course of several months of this educating and them or calling them when when you see things happen you know so the so the family definitely um has a has a role in the sense that sometimes you've got to let them know i guess that's where your surveillance background comes in because you're used to watching people mm -hmm. you know how to identify like you said, those tells, and certainly if somebody has a form of dementia or early onset Alzheimer's, you're going to see those tells. Right. Because to be honest with you, let's say a family member, and I've seen it happen many times, they come, they stay two, three days. Well, the, the mom or the dad, they're so happy and excited that their son or daughter is coming they will get themselves up and primed they can hide their dementia or their lack of cognitive ability for that couple of days right because they don't want them to to know this a lot of the residents they don't want their there's they don't want to bother their sons or their daughters with this so they want to put on the best performance that they can and i've seen some great actors <laughs> i'm telling you 
You wow. know, I've seen some wonderful actors. And I, I say to myself and I shake my head and I'm like, you got it. And those are the family members that I have the toughest times helping them see this. And I told them, you need to be here for more than two or three days. You need to come more often than once a year. You know, you need to come around and stay a week or so, because then that's when they can no longer keep that that facade up. You're going to be taking them out, out of the property, taking them to restaurants, taking them all over. You will start to see how that will affect them. Right. That's not that's not an easy position to be in. Mm. I can imagine. So but it's but it's important. It's, absolutely it it's is. absolutely vital and I, I i know that um for for me and my family i mean i was very very active in my dad's life and now uh after having some time in sedona winds as a as an employee as a marketing director i can see the areas where i just didn't know i just mm-hmm. didn't know what was going on behind the scenes i just just made an assumption but i also realized that my dad was really low maintenance. <laughs> he was really easy mm-hmm. because I've seen what you have to deal with sometimes with, with residents and their families. And sometimes it's a family that is so involved that it's almost um, too much. And then there can be family members who also neglect their parents. And I've seen you really step up and the staff here step up to be that extended family when there are children who just don't seem to care very much um and nobody really knows why i mean you can you can look at a situation like that and say well either this this the the resident maybe wasn't the greatest parent or some things fell through the cracks and so this adult child has issues and that's why they don't take care of their parents or this parent was really awesome and showed up for this child and now they're just entitled and don't want to deal with it you never know what it is but ultimately what matters is that you as the director and your staff have that awareness and i truly truly believe that that's why sedona wins has been so successful i agree with that most definitely 100 percent. and it's the kind of place it this is a perfect example of the kind of community that we at senior living arizona in this podcast want to share with people so that they can get a real understanding and know what to look for if it's not sedona winds specifically it can Mm -hmm. be any other property so you know really thank you so much for your time and thank you for sharing what you know and um, being willing to be with us here today i know i'm really grateful and um, what you did for me and my dad and my family i will never forget well thank you for asking me and being a part of this podcast i'm very honored thank Thank you linda you're welcome terry this has been a wonderful interview terry i i know how much my family personally has benefited from the excellent job you've done as the director of sedona winds and again what you've contributed to the success of this quality property on so many levels, I'm certain has had a profound influence on all of the residents and their family members over the past many years that you've been on board. Thank you for sharing your insight and giving us your time to learn more. I know that this information you've offered will benefit our listeners on their journey looking for a retirement community. So thank you again. And to our audience today, thank you so much for tuning in with us. 
This is your host, Linda Damita, wishing you longevity, laughter, love, and the ultimate wealth of health. Thank you so much for joining us today on Senior Living Arizona. Please share this podcast with friends and family and help seniors find the way to live life to the fullest. Help Senior Living Arizona increase our reach by taking a few moments to write a review. Senior Living Arizona is dedicated to bringing helpful tips that support aging successfully. Please reach out to us with topics you'd like us to cover. You can find us on social media at Senior Living Arizona and on the web at www.slscommunities.com. 